I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Another A squared circle wrestling podcast, the most, uh, the bestest, the most electrifying podcast in podcasts today. Yep. Yeah. And what an episode we've got for you! First of all, apologies. It's Andy Quilden, by the way, with Andy Simmons. Just in case you weren't uh, not Andy, listening, not Andy Simons, or Andy Quidlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but we're here. We're here um, for another fun-filled um, hour or so of, uh, of entertainment and joy. When we started these podcasts, they were only going to be 30 minutes, weren't they? But yeah. We can't help ourselves. We're I don't like think we even managed that in the first one. It was that 38 <laughs> no. minutes or something. So we're like the Iron Men of podcasts now. We can talk all day, can't we? Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got into our groove, our rhythm and groove. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's lots of episodes that you can listen to of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number, what is it? Well, I don't know, but we're coming up a year, though, in the next few weeks, certainly. Yeah. A year. I know, it's mental, isn't it? We've still not made any money out here. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but it's a great podcast, so listen through to the archives. I actually worked out how to, um, you know, some people are like, oh, there's only like from episode 20 in the archives or something like that. Okay. I worked out how to list all the episodes in iTunes, but it was always available via Podbean. I've worked out how to get them all accessible via the iTunes archive as well. So, right. um, so now you can listen to every single past episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast and uh, we tell some great stories. So don't let them uh, go unheard. No. Uh, um, no, don't let them go to waste. And uh, and share, tell your mates as well. Um, yeah, do a tweet, do some Facebook. Yeah, we can and do we, And we'll spend more time on our Facebook page. I'm going to turn myself down a bit. Why do you have to like commentate what you're doing? I'm just letting everyone know. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, so, uh, this week, uh, we're, we're a bit late with a podcast this week, so we, we get them out every Wednesday, give or take, um, but this week we're late, aren't we, Andy? Yeah. Why are we late? We both, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we both went on a little holiday. We've both been on our holly bobs, which, uh, yeah. which, uh, not together. <laughs> like, hey, oh, no, right. I don't think we've holidayed together since 2011, have we? Um. Oh, no, we went to Dallas, didn't we? Yeah, we did, We had yeah. a little holiday together there, didn't we? Yeah. Um. Crazy. Well, you were crazy. You uh, you stayed in your hotel room till the WWF came on. <laughs> yeah, I'm only coming out for the wrestling. I came, I came for the wrestling. The nasty boys the are in the lobby. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Where's my selfie stick? <laughs> John, John, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe. That was Road Warrior uh, Animal. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was. Who's buying the drinks? That was Brian Nobbs. Mm. And, and that was just like the whole that, lobby. And that, yeah, and that silence yeah. which uh, proceeded was a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, which, it was a bit embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's enough in talking about stuff that people weren't there for. Maybe we can tell the stories of our adventures one day. Um, but this week we are going to be talking about... Um, oh, we, 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 so we've, well, we, well, we've got lots to talk about. So, so yeah. we'll touch briefly. I went to Centre Parks, the uh, upper class... Haven holidays, I guess. You strike Middle class haven holidays? I'm not sure. You strike, it's me, nice as a, though. You strike me as a centre parks goer. So centre parks um, is somewhere... I used, well, I used to see it um, advertised the ri- on the telly yeah, as a all kid. The, all the rich kids in my school used to go to centre parks. Okay. Well, I never went as a kid. I went because my mother-in-law offered to take the whole family. Right. So I thought, all right then, 
That You're a great like a nice freeloader, aren't you? <laughs> that sounds like a good week away. Uh, but it wasn't without its... Um, ups and downs. Ups and downs, yeah. But nevertheless, we all came back alive, so it was good. Yeah, and I was, as I was going to say, I always dreamt of going to Centre Parks as a kid because uh, you'd see the advert and it had something called the Rapids or something. And, you know, it looked like it threw you around 100 miles an Did hour. Did you get to go on those Rapids? Oh, yeah, I went up and down it with Finney about 20 times. Was yeah. it, like, brilliant? It was good for him. Do you know what? He's eight, so like he loved it. Oh, you didn't enjoy it as much? No, I did. I liked it. But it's all like you, you go along. It's not very deep. You bang your knees and you stub your toe. and Oh. You know, so it's a bit that like... awkward. And you're an avid Disney goer as well. How does it compare to Disney? doesn't. Oh. No, I, okay. So, uh, to be fair, it's, it's good. It's a good place. But... Um, I bet uh, price-wise, it's not too far off, uh, you know, like a, a, a Disney... Probably Disneyland. not. Probably not. Well... Our friend, the Prince of Mumbai, he managed to do three weeks in Disney on like 1,200 quid yeah, for the trip. I mean, obviously, they're spending money and stuff on top, but... He knows people, doesn't he? Yeah, got contacts in the uh, travel game. Um, and, th- and he went an awkward time of year as well, didn't he, over Christmas and New Year? Yeah, we think he's also done um, like October, which I'm sure oh, is very really? popular. I went in October once. I went on one of those Halloween horror nights. You've been too much of anything, haven't you? I've been a few times, yeah. Spoiled brat. Well, <coughs> not really when I pay for it. I work hard. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Oh, so that was Sense Parks. How was your trip? You went to um, Benidorm or something, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I went to Mallorca. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you shout out. So I, you flew into Palma, got in a car for an hour, went to a nice holiday villa yeah. with a family. What about them sweets you're chewing down the microphone? Did you get them well, there? Well, these are delicious, and you probably won't even be able to... Uh, I can hear you. Well, the you people can. can the people you. can't. So, stop eating. It's as disgusting. I like, as I like to say, no problem. <laughs> He's eating drumstick. Drum, drumsticks squashes, but the sour ones are delicious. Yeah, they sound lovely, but I'm sure everyone at home doesn't want to listen okay, to chewing one, them. You can have one more. You can see the diet's going well. It's actually two more. There's <laughs> two in my hand. There's two in my hand. All right, smash these two back. Yep. And then that's me done, all right? Okay. Um, they are delicious, though. Um, I've got a big bottle of water. And they're not sponsors of the podcast, by the way. So if you do want to sponsor, then feel free. But I went to uh, Mallorca yeah. um, with uh, with my wife and yeah. my son, mm-hmm. Cowboy Q. He's, uh, he's got an Instagram now, apparently. Yep. <laughs> he set one up himself. He's a remarkable young man. Um, I got an email from him saying, hey, Dad. <laughs> wow. That was it, was it? Kid can use email. Um, so, yeah, his mother has set him up a... Uh, an Instagram account, his mummager. But what's interesting, he's a very pretty kid. Mm. And he's already had someone, he's only got like, I think like 60 or 70 followers at the moment. What? 60 or 70? Yeah. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Oh, is it? Well, he's only Instagram. been doing it for a day and he doesn't know many people exactly. as well. He's a yeah. kid. Who else does he know? But he's a very, good, he's a very pretty kid, right? Yeah. And uh, he's already had someone emailing him offering to send him clothes to wear no for, for Instagram. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, if you give him a follow, Cowboy Q, C-A-L-B-O-Y Well, funny Q. enough, my wife has just, literally just now, WhatsApp me a picture of my daughter Poppy in a bag of pumpkins. They're out pumpkin picking. So they're getting one for Poppy, one for Daddy, one for Mummy, I guess, one for Finley. Yeah, I mean, like, I love my daughter more than anything in the whole world, but probably isn't the best picture. She looks like a little pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Lindsay you said that. <laughs> Takes after her dad, doesn't it? But she? then again, <coughs> you know, you'd uh, 
you look. Let me find a nice one to show you. There you go. And then you see a picture like that, and you think Poppy should be a, a child model as well. And you think that's a picture she's going to use on her? That's going to be a profile. <laughs> pic. <laughs> on a profile pic when she. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yes, Cowboy Q. He's on the Instagram, so I imagine some holiday pictures. A big shout out to Joel as well, your friend Joel. Oh yeah, because um, obviously he supplied me with an Arsenal kit for Calvin. Yes, he did. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Calvin wore it on holiday. He looked the. He looked. Oh, the, did he? He looked smart. Oh, cool. He looked okay. proper smart. So if he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get a sponsorship deal from Arsenal Football Club, I'll be very disappointed because one of those pictures has gone on the uh, Instagram as well. Right. Um, Sorry, yeah. I, I don't follow him yet. I'll, I'll give him like a follow. Out. Give him a yeah. follow. Um, uh, so, yeah, we went there, and then we were joined by, after a few days, we were joined by my sister and her husband, John, and her kids, Brandon and Frankie. Yeah. Brandon looks up to me as a hero, so I enjoy that a lot. I was fancy your sister, um, didn't I? <laughs> I remember she looked yeah. like you. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like me at all. She's your twin sister. Well, I guess I'm good looking then, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean so. that in a nice way, by the way. She's not like a woman in, she's not like a man in drag. Like, yeah. yeah, my twin sister, Leanne. Mm. Um, she could have been Leanne Simmons. God. We could have been brothers-in-law. I dread to think we'd have been like the Hart family, wouldn't we? Yeah. Dysfunctional family. Hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, when are you going to go get a real job, Andy, you'd say to me, to support my sister yeah. properly? Yeah, that's exactly what I'd say. Um, I'd know the real story as well, wouldn't I? I'd be like, you've got to stop playing with those toys. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we had a lovely time. Uh, lovely time on holiday. Now we're back, obviously, back to the grind of things. Straight I came in, or landed on Wednesday. I didn't, I landed Tuesday. I just wanted to make it sound like <laughs> I was a hustler. Always on I the landed grind. On, landed on Tuesday afternoon, and then we, we did Selsey on Wednesday. Been very ill after that. Um, but I'm back on my feet now. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this podcast, if anything, will emphasise, if you listen to the whole, all the episodes of this podcast, this podcast will emphasise, if anything, how unwell I am on such a regular basis. Yeah, so probably because your poor diet is a contributing factor. I eat salad. Yeah, but you also eat drums, whatever. Anyway, so, come on. You know what we need to talk about? What? Revolution Pro Wrestling on free sports. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That happened, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I drove to Nottingham Friday, a week ago Friday, so like a week ago yesterday, the day of the first episode was airing. And I thought, right, they've probably got free view in the ho- in the chalet, whatever you call them. It's not a hotel. Especially, <laughs> it's not a hotel, but it's also not a caravan. Yeah, but it's like a, you wouldn't even call, I don't know, it's like a little house almost. An so apartment. Well, almost. A holiday apartment. Yeah, sort of. A villa. But it's not like, it's not like high rise. It's, everyone's just. A flat. A villa, maybe. A villa, maybe. Anyway, it was nice. It's like, a, you could you could move in. Do you know what I mean? It was nice enough. He, he wants to move in? I think I do. If I could afford it, I would. But, uh. Yeah, so um, rushed all there, thought they'd have a free view, get there, don't I? And then uh, they've got four channels. <laughs> and well, not even Channel 5. <laughs> not even Channel well, No, they're like Sky 1 and E4. Because do you remember like when uh, Channel 5 was like just... I got Channel 5, I managed to get it. But like when Channel 5 first came out, like it was just really hard to get like, yeah. a decent picture on it. Yeah, Spice Girls launched it, I think, in yeah. One, two, yeah. three, four, five. We're going into a new generation. One, two, three, four, five. Do you remember that? No. Um okay. That was the song that they launched it with. What, Spice Girls? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, and I was big into their soap. But like you, everyone knows me, knows I love my soaps. I was big into Family Affairs, the Channel 5 soap. I don't know if it's still going. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah. Um, 
But anyway, topical to that, the best thing about Revolution Pro Wrestling, World of Pro Wrestling, yeah. is that if you're an avid soap viewer like me, it's no coincidence that you can get all your soaps out the way on a Friday night and then switch straight over to free sports. Really? So Does one finish got, at half eight? Well, uh, we, start, nine, we kick off the soaps at seven o'clock traditionally with a bit of Emmerdale. Yeah. Then, uh, Here's something, right? For some reason, I was reading off about Emmerdale. Yeah. So it used to be called Emmerdale Farm. Yes. Do yeah. you remember when it stopped being called Emmerdale Farm? It was early 90s, right? 1989. 1989. Can okay. you believe that? I because thought it was like 1987. Yeah, I, kind of re- well, I kind of remember it vaguely in the sense they had a big fire, which was... Uh, that was in 93. It was a plane crash. Oh, was it? <coughs> that was a plane crash. Oh, I thought that was a Unless catalyst. they did a fire as well. well I, don't I know thought why. the fire was a catalyst for it changing from Emmerdale Farm to Emmerdale. But oh, well, Wikipedia told me it changed in 1989. It wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Yeah. Um, I that was topic of conversation at school. But... I'm, that was in 1989. I'd have been five. Yeah. Weird. It's funny the things you can remember. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, oh, do you know what I was talking? This is just completely random, completely off topic, but I'd like to discuss it anyway in our therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I was discussing with my sister on holiday? Go on. Right, so my dad, who's no longer with us. Yeah. Right. He used to eat the same thing for dinner every single day. <laughs> what was it? He used to eat. <coughs> so he was from the Caribbean. Right. So he used to eat chicken. Okay. Um. With rice and kidney beans. Every day. <laughs> Every day, yeah. So there was obviously some days he wouldn't, but like I'd say probably in a month there probably would be like four of those days where he wouldn't eat the same thing treat for himself. dinner. Yeah. Well yeah. I had a uh, I had a girlfriend when I was about nineteen and I she lived like near Gospel. Sausage chips and beans? Nah, pork chop mash and beans every single night as a family. We'd all eat it watching the telly. That's every weird, single night. Pork chop mash and beans. And now I look back like, I was only really a kid, like, 18, 19. I don't know why I never offered to cook. <laughs> I was just like, oh, pork chop, mash and beans. So, yeah, people, I guess people do do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, six months in, I was like, I mean, I, I liked it. It was fine. But pork pork chop, mash and beans every single night. That is, uh, yeah, it's a bit much, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, back anyway, to Red Pro. So, well we watch 7 o'clock, Emmerdale, 7.30, yeah. Coronation Street. Boom, back to BBC One. EastEnders, 8 o'clock. 8.30, second episode of Coronation Street. Takes it to 9 o'clock. Switch over to Free Sports. Bang, welcome to World of Pro Wrestling. Yep. And who, so who's the first person you see every week? Kevin Kelly. Andy Boy Simmons. Well, no, sorry, Andy Simons. <laughs> so, yeah. so, that was the first... I must uh, had 14 text messages of people being like, Hello, Andy Simons. <laughs> um, so, the... Uh, so that's why I, I sent you that, didn't I? And I yeah. Didn't, like, so unfortunately, so the first episode I didn't like. It was uh, kind of a bit. I always say it was last minute, but like I only saw the episode on the. Thir- was it the Thursday I saw the episode? Full episode. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Do you, and I text you saying like they spelt your name wrong. It's too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I sent you a message. You showed me the screenshot saying like it's going to yeah. be corrected next mm-hmm. week. They could have had Andy Boy Simmons, but you know. Whatever. Can't ask for too much, can we? Um. So, so Andy Simons. Yeah. Um, yeah, World of Pro Wrestling. Like, I thought it came out very well. Yeah. So, it, go on. Okay, well, I was, two things. I guess two things. <coughs> it was, uh, what it was, you can be swayed by people's opinion, whether things are good or bad. But so, like, if I don't tend to read movie reviews yeah. before a film comes out. For example, out. Baywatch movie got terrible reviews. I thought it was brilliant. Right. So I, saying I've, I've watched like the first 15 minutes of that. Right. Oh, it was brilliant. Okay. Great film. So I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm going to try and avoid not seeing any r- Twitter comments, any hashtags or whatever, till I've seen it. Because like I said, I was trying to... You want to form your own opinion. Yeah. And what I, what I will say as well is, I always say as well, is for me, when, when you're putting together a wrestling show, and not... 
talking about TV here, but like just standalone wrestling shows, I always say the most important match is the match before the inter intermission, right? The reason I say that is because that is the only time that um, fans have to influence each other's opinions of a show. Or so in the social media age. You mean no, so no, like no, people no. can go? Oh, oh, talk to each so, communicate. So yeah, so, so they'll they be at the talk bar. to each other. They're at the bar. Oh, I see. Whatever, what okay. You know, so there's that time where they they can talk to each other and say like, oh, this show's been well good, or that match was well good, and like whatever the last match is is the last thing you remember, obviously. So that's what leaves the taste in your mouth. So mm -hmm. you obviously want the la the match before the intermission to be super good because that they the fans will then talk to each other and it can I swear like like you say like the opinion of others can sway you into forming I think it your sways own opinion almost everything into, yeah well it, it, in life doesn't it yeah. yeah I mean look at don't they say like whoever the sun has backed in the uh, um, in the, the general, general election has yeah. has gone to power Wins, yeah, because yeah. the sun mm -hmm. appeals to the common denominator I, I guess that's probably what you'd call it yeah uh -huh. yeah so uh, so anyway I avoided I I tried to avoid it and but I couldn't because people wrote nice things and then you well, start. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, 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 I say it must caught my eye because I got in from Nottingham. The show started at nine. We'd arrived at quarter to nine. Poppy, who's 14 months old now, was just in a terrible mood. Um, so, oh, and we didn't have the channel. So I now had to get on and bloody. Oh, I downloaded it on my phone first, that TV player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, well, I'm, I was trying to watch it on my phone, um, but that just didn't feel right. So then I got it up on my laptop. Uh, but by then, I kind of, while I was waiting for everything to come together, I was like, oh, I'll have a cheeky look. And everyone was so positive about it. And because that positivity was flowing, you want to kind of latch on to that positivity that that helps you enjoy something more. Yeah. So, like, people want to slag off the latest Star Wars movie, for example. But if 10 people, you know, like Empire Magazine, for example, a movie mag, had said it was great, everyone would be saying it was great. I where really can, believe where that. Can you, and where can you get copies of Empire, Andy? Jade News. Jamie, Andrew, Daniel and Eddie News in Liss, 44 Station Road. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to make the commute to Liss, mm -hmm. you can buy a pre-read copy of Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I've never paid for a magazine. Well, I have, obviously, like when I've been out and about, but I've been very lucky. Power Slam, Total Wrestling. Fighting Spirit. Pow, wow. Total, what's that? Fighting Spirit, Empire, um, Total Film. Did you ever get wrestling big shots? There was a period, I want to say, in like the mid-90s, so I knew the, I knew the magazine existed. Um, there was a ho there's, a, there's a magazine wholesale, not too far from where we are now, where they used to have like wrestling magazines. Let's on go see him. We could, well, I don't think they do it anymore. But they used to have like magazines on the shelves when mum and dad go pay the bills and stuff, you know, for mm. the paper deliveries. And I can remember learning how the Bushwhackers had turned. I can't remember. They, I don't think they said heel, but like they were the they'd gone back to but being the sheep herders. Yeah, Wrestling Big Shots was the first magazine that I know. Was it the, by the Palestine people? Or was it no? Similar? It was by. Uh, there was like a f I don't know who it was by, but there was a the similar magazine, Football Big Shots, by the okay. same company. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you read. You should read um, the Power Slam Years by Finley Martin. It's a fantastic read. It tells you a lot of business about magazine selling and everything, and, okay. and how magazine sales work. Um, but like, um, yeah, like uh, that's that'll probably give you a bit of context about how this kind of industry works. But like, um, yeah, Wrestling Big Shots was one of the first magazines that really broke kayfabe. Like, it had the results in the back. Um, they have the real names. I think so, yeah. But, like, it, for sure, that's where I learned that Diesel was coming, or, you know, Kevin Nash, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, Vinny Vegas was coming to WWF. Oh, right. Oh, Vinny Vegas. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, that's I thought you were going to say going back to WWF. No, okay. no. So, like, that was a 
that was a time scale if you're looking yeah. at it. So, yeah, I learned that Vinnie Vegas was coming to WWF and it said because Shawn Michaels was watching WCW and was, like, impressed with him, he took it to Vince McMahon. Yeah, okay. So that was in Wrestling Big Shots. Oh, right, you know? okay. So, like, it was pr- pretty insider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a lot of independent stuff in there as well. Um, I wonder so if that was, like, the predecessor of Powers. Like so, yeah, I, would, like, sure. I, I think probably at home I've got a few copies. Um, so maybe we'll see if we can dig them out and, uh, and have yeah. a look. Um, but I'm not so confident I've got that. I, th- I must have, though. So, yeah, we'll have a look. Yeah, you're a hoarder. You hoard all your emails. You probably hoard all I your d- old... <laughs> you hoard all your emails. Well, you said to me, I've never deleted an email in my life. Well, no, I delete emails, but like if it's bit like wrestling business related, I keep them all because yeah. I just think it's like history, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, I guess it helps when we're talking about 1PW or NWA. Yeah, exactly, or yeah. 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 Um, Chasing people for money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all in all, I I I was I was impressed. The people of Twitter who tweeted about it seemed to enjoy it. Um, I think it's the first time I've ever searched a hashtag on Twitter. Learning all about hashtags, aren't you? Yeah. So I I think for my money for the show, I was very happy with the way it turned out. Obviously, again, everyone knows anyone who's listened, and you, if you haven't listened, you can go back and listen to the episode which is called something like "We Make Movies," um, where we talk about. Um, you know, the actual process of putting the shows together. And if you listen to that, you'll know there was a very short turnaround time in terms of, um, you know, putting this whole thing together. Um, so, of course, by its very nature, there was things which I probably would have changed and, um, uh, and you know, would have done differently had we had more time or had I been able to go into it with the benefit of hindsight, which I have now. Um, so I, I said, like, I've really learned in those, uh, well, in those, say, two weeks leading up to it, including the, you know, the execution of the show itself, um, I've learned so much stuff which I think will be valuable for, for the future, um, whether it be with this or with something else moving forward. Um, you know, I, I, like how to, even just simple things like how to write a TV script in a TV format that TV people understand and, you know, a bit about more about the pacing of it and, um, uh, you know, the capabilities of the crew, etc. Um, so, um with that in mind, I think what what we were able to deliver was very, very good. And I think that, um, you know, I think it's almost remarkable if you know how little time we had to prepare everything. I think it's almost remarkable that, you know, the, the end product that, that, that came out of it. And that's a that's full credit, not just to our crew, but also to the televideo crew who are the production company, which uh, which kind of were responsible for putting it all together. And, and something which I did say to them was they were completely responsive to the fact that, um, you know, they could have just been like, oh, wrestling people, ha, ha, ha. Because that's the way a lot of the the media industry looks at us. And I'm sure you've experienced it if you've gone and done extra work, um, you know, it's either like, oh, it's really cool you do the wrestling. Or yeah, it's like, one or the other. Yeah, or yeah. like, oh, the wrestling people, you know, they're mm-hmm. not really in the... Or at least, at least the wrestlers at least have that sort of self-conscious. Like, I'm like it on holiday parks. Like, almost like, I'm sorry to bother you, but... But they're like... Yeah. <coughs> excuse me, we know how popular the wrestling is on holiday parks. They're probably grateful we're there just as much as we are grateful to be there. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's not always like, oh, the wrestlers. Uh, but it, it has been. And, but uh, maybe we don't give ourselves enough credit, is my point. Yeah, maybe. But I, but I genuinely, but I do genuinely believe, having spoken to like people within the industries for so long, it's just like, you know, well, you're a wrestling people and whatever, and um, and just we were able to through conversation be able to get across our vision of uh, of, of what we wanted the show to be like, and the, the company, the crew, they worked with us to to kind of achieve as close as possible to to that vision, um, and and for anyone who's seen the show, you'll know it's a. Uh, 
I've not tried to copy WWE. I've not tried to definitely not tried to copy World of Sport. Um, I've not tried to copy any. It's like it's it's essentially my own vision of how I'd how I as a fan is the same way I put together wrestling shows. How I as a fan would like to view a professional wrestling show on the television. Okay. Um, and uh, and again, like I think it, it's come across really well. Um, it's something that I'm I'm actually very proud of. I think that um, I'd love more people to be able to see it. Um, I think that um, you know it's it's again, it's kind of it's almost fitting that um, it's on Free Sports, a smaller channel, because uh, again that's by our very nature is kind of you know we're kind of all little guys working together and trying to grow this thing. You know the same way they're probably trying to grow their TV station, we're trying to grow our um, our industry and uh, and and why and you know make it available to a wider audience. And um, the one thing I did say is the accessibility. Um, granted, obviously, I know a lot of people um, discovered you know they had to retune their TVs and some people had problems and whatever. But yeah, you know the accessibility of free sports is still very very accessible. You know, um, so anyone who's had to retune their telly, all you've done is done them a favour. Exactly, more channels extra now. Channel, yeah. yeah. So, and you get to watch the ice hockey, you mm-hmm. get to watch the... Yeah, they've got some big games on there, like yeah. the Stanley Cup, which I don't know a lot about, apart from, I think, what Colt Commander might talk about in his podcast, or... Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got the they've got the Legends snooker. Was that um, Steve Davis? Yeah. Still knocking them in, yeah. is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, they've got, they've got a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I just think it's cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like I say, like, it's... Uh, it's been a valuable learning experience. What, you know, whatever happens from this, it's been a positive, and um, and uh, and that's all you can ask for, really. You know, I always say like we're constantly learning, constantly evolving, and, and that's what we're doing. And, and and I said like if we do a TV show, it needs to remain true to ourselves and and our presentation, um, and and that's what we've done. Um, and I think it's shown people as well what we could do, you know, with a bit of a budget behind us. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, it leads on to to bigger better things um <coughs> so <coughs> certainly uh certainly exciting time good well i'm excited so yeah cool cool oh well, we'd like as well i made a cameo yesterday didn't i yeah do you know what, do you <laughs> know what, do you know what the biggest takeaway from that was what my wife said oh andy's got a beard oh, t- <laughs> just uh, that's it no shaving no it was a t- no, it was a busy couple of weeks, actually. A couple of weeks? You didn't have time to have a shave when you had a shower? Or did you not shower either? Yes, I showered. <laughs> you know that's my pet peeve, people not showering. I know, yeah. It just upsets me. The stink lingers. It I mean, does. I, I don't know because I can't have a sense of smell, but you tell it me. Does. It upsets me a lot. Yeah. So, okay. um, All right, come on in. Let's move on. Let's talk but about the point I, I just wanted to say, though. Okay. I just wanted to just point out. Give yourself another pat on the no, back. No, I just wanted to point out that that's <laughs> my only <laughs> appearance in the whole TV show. Oh, was for it really? Who, for anyone who's wa- worried that... Uh, You're going to become I, a recurring It's going to become all about me. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's... It was... Yeah, that's my only appearance in the whole TV series. And do you know what? That was my sister's biggest takeaway from the TV show. Was like She was like, Andy, I think it's really cool that you've made a TV show and you could have put yourself in every single episode but you've just not even bothered to put yourself in the show because she watched the first week and I wasn't in the show right right and she just thought that was kind of cool yeah yeah but I wasn't like oh this is me yeah do you know what I mean like some people but like the focus should be on the wrestlers right yeah yeah well the stories the wrestlers tell yeah and and like and that's and and ultimately I was like you know what do we want the the end picture to be do we want it to be me stood in the ring yeah but you've never been you've never been a Mm, maybe sometimes you have been. I have not. 
a bit like thank you, Andy. I've never, I've never, thank you, Andy. I've never been. Yeah, like I don't, that. one time I was like, get out the ring, Andy. When? Go on. <coughs> I don't know when it was. Name it. I don't, I don't, to be fair, I don't even know you're in the ring. You're talking like, rubbish. Oh, just go away, Andy. <laughs> you're talking <laughs> rubbish. You're the new age Stephen Gauntley. Um, but yeah, but that was obviously like Stephen Gauntley was obviously the, the example. He bloody loved thinking, it. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's just like, and that was almost a, a drug to him to mm. kind of keep burning this cash you know yeah. he got blinded by the the thank you Stephen chance didn't he and we saw it yeah, know, yeah like yeah. and like he'd be kind of like you know at the curtain like edging forward you know yeah, like yeah. and uh are they saying my name yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um and I'm sure and it is, 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 I'm sure it's intoxicating just no one ever says thank you Andy but no. don't if, if start you did anyone who's listening if you did want to start chanting thank you Andy then it's go for it um, no but but in all seriousness as I was saying like I want the, the images to be you know so um, whatever the I want the focal point to be the, the wrestlers you know or the story or whatever whatever we're trying to get over I want to be the focal point not myself so, yeah um, so that's why we've, we've done it like that cool um so, just making that point that I'm a, yeah. you know. No, I know. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a humble young man. But anyway, today's topic. 30 minutes in. <coughs> really, yeah? yeah? Okay, we'll try and do 30 minutes of this. We are talking about, um, and this is more of a, what do we call it? Re- the World recall? Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, a dominant force in Wrong. sports. The revolutionary force. Uh, and you can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> we pride ourselves on very, very oh. little bad language. So anyway, we're going to talk about... The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Yeah, well done. I think that's it, yeah. So anyway... Can, can you do the... Uh, can you remember the Silver Vision hat as well? Uh, body slamming! If it's body slams, side suplexes, clotheslines and drop kicks that you're after... Something like that, yeah. Wicked tune, though. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are talking about wrestling, our wrestling angle memories. WWF wrestling angles from the early 90s. Yeah, so just kind of a bit of a trip down memory lane of what we kind of, what our thoughts were as young kids, um, what our biggest takeaways were, obviously what our memories were. And I think we both got into it at a very similar time. Uh, well, my first pay-per-view was WrestleMania 8. Yeah, and I got into it just after. But so. I, we didn't have Sky Movies Plus, and my uncle, my very rich uncle... He had Sky Movies Plus. So I guess my very rich uncle must have also. So. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't have it either. No, we didn't have. So we didn't have Sky at all. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. Um, um so I watched mine around Auntie Mavis's house. Okay. So, so Wrestle- but was yours WrestleMania eight as well? So it was just uh, so like I started watching it just after WrestleMania eight. My first, like, or maybe it was before WrestleMania eight. I started watching it, but yeah. I, I have my one of my very first memories yeah. was. Um, which I've said before was a bloody Ric Flair kissing yes. Miss Elizabeth. Okay, and it, and it, but that wasn't from WrestleMania. That was from one of the um, you know, they had the Sean Mooney uh, videos. Vi- you know, like where he's in a studio. Yeah, and he's like coming off the heels of WrestleMania eight. You okay, know, and they they did that in the little screen. It came to a big screen, and okay, that was one of my very first memories. Right. Um, but obviously it was around. It was probably a little bit before when I started watching it because I the. WWF magazine, which is we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. where they had all the doctored pictures that Ric Flair put out. Like I have, I had that magazine. So. Yeah, I think that might have been the first magazine I ever owned. Uh, WWF magazine I ever owned. It had like loads of people on the front because it was in the lead up to WrestleMania. I, I can picture in my head like Ric Flair, Sid. It would have been about March, April, nineteen ninety-two. Do you know what? 
bought from Derek Smith's in Putney. I actually think I borrowed that magazine from Chloe Smith's brother. Really? I was ill one day. Yeah. And uh, I was ill, and Chloe Smith was friends with my sister. Right. And uh, her brother liked wrestling, and her mum, also called Carol, actually, she... uh, she lent me some magazines for the day while I was ill. Oh, really? And uh, that was one of the magazines, yeah. And, and that's uh, what got you into it, or that just no? Was I was just into an extra? it. I was just an extra, yeah. Okay. And I also this is it. Look, the first one. So we got this. This was my first one. Ric Flair with the WWE Championship over his left yeah, shoulder is Randy I re- Savage. Yeah, I, s- I remember that picture. Yeah. Above Randy Savage's Hulk Hogan. And my first one was. It might have been the month after, which. This was March '92. Okay, so my first one I owned probably came out in like February. Then. Well, my first one I owned had the Ultimate Warrior on the cover. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Go on, wh- when was it? July, July '92. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one I owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, uh, I had regular access to these because my parents were, were news agents. Yeah. So and my dad say, would you never pay for a magazine in your life. No. So uh, and I can remember. I want to say it was the October '92 issue with Tatonka on the cover. I went into Moggy's, which was our local shop. Um, near where we lived and they had that on the on the shelf before we had it in Jade News. Really? So did you buy from the competition? I didn't know. I was very patient but I was, I was like, Mum, please, can we buy like a day early? <laughs> it was after school. I remember, like you say, it's amazing what you remember. After school going in, seeing Tatonka on the cover and Mum said, well, we haven't got it in yet. And I was like, can we buy it? And she's like, no, you just wait till <laughs> tomorrow. Do you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we had... Uh, I, so again, this is just kind of deviating from the angle story, but mm-hmm. my local shop used to get the power slam. It was very hard to get power slam, right? Okay. But my local, one of my local shops used to order it in, and I used to go in on the like. So I used to get. It the, I think it was like the day before it actually came out. Right. So I'd go in in the evening of the day before it came out. So like obviously inside. It on used the to inside, be in a day early. Yeah. So on the yeah, insi- sometimes they yeah, did. Yeah. So on the inside cover of power, so you know the inside scoop, don't yeah. you? So on the inside cover of power slam, it would say what day it would come out. Yes. But I'd go in the day before. I think it was last Thursday of every month. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I'd go in the day before. Okay. And uh, my local news agents would have a copy behind the desk for me. Oh, really? You had it yeah. on reserve, did you? Yeah. Okay. For did they write your name on it? For a beat, br- no. Oh, okay. But for a brief period of time, he also used to reserve the X Men comics until I realised I wasn't into X Men at all. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into X Men either. Yeah. Um, so Let's try yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, couldn't yeah. get into any of that. I just liked Wolverine. Yeah. Um, and then I also realised there was a difference between the X-Men cartoon that we liked and like there's like an American version of X-Men. Like, like I don't know. Maybe just it's like just a different universe book. or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's just all more grown up and I un- couldn't understand it. No. Whatever. Okay. Not the big bright colours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, WWF. Now you know what our first WWF magazines were. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. You can now, you can now uh, <laughs> sleep at night. Yeah. I know it's been keeping some yeah. of you up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, who's gonna? Do you want to hit an angle or? Um, okay. So, so we have touched on the match of man kiss and Elizabeth thing. So I don't think we need to talk about that. But no. Uh, but obviously, as you can tell, ah, it's, we all <laughs> we, we. So obviously, the one that scared the life out of me, which gets so much stick, but because I was eight years old. I didn't realise quite how silly it is, and I say that in quotation marks, Ultimate Warrior dripping black goo out of his hair. Right. Papa Shango. Everyone's like, Papa Shango is the worst gimmick ever. I was terrified of him as a kid, but not like in a turn the telly off way. I was so fascinated by Papa Shango. So. And I don't know why I'm calling him Shango. It was Papa Shango. So. um, What's it? His feet. On fire! On fire! <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, what? Wow. What I always say. Amazing. I feel. Yeah. And this is why I think wrestling's lost on me a little bit now. I feel that for those early years, wrestling grew up with me. Okay. 
So in 92, when I was however old... Um, well, I was seven, eight. So would I be like five? Yeah, don't count your fingers again, Jesus. I wasn't counting on my fingers. No, we did last week. You had to count from like <laughs> nine to 12 on your <laughs> fingers and protect. Uh, <laughs> I love it that this podcast also shows glimpses of your bullying because this is what you're really like. And yeah, you put on a mask for the podcast each week. Um, and every now and again, you get caught out. And that was another one. Yeah. Um, so um, when I was in 92. Yes. It, the wrestling was like a cartoony style of wrestling. And then when it got to like 95, 96, wrestling started to grow up a little bit, you know, with like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but not till late 96, because I'd say, to be a stato about it, but like 96, that's when T.L. Hopper was in it. T.L. Hooper? No, T.L. Hopper. Okay. Uh, I read it as Hooper. <laughs> no. Uh, T.L. Hopper. Uh, you know, those kind of guys. They all debuted in the summer of 96. That was like when Steve Austin was on, on the rise. Yeah. But so there was a real crossover there of yeah, but we were still like so I was still growing up, so I could still yeah you know get into that stuff. But um, what I'd say is your Bret Hart real wrestler yeah you know started to become more prominent. Um, you know there was a Bret obviously in '94 you had the Bret and Owen story, which yep. was kind of more real, more grown up. So despite the fact the undercard had. You know, a lot still had a lot of ha ha gimmicks. Yeah. You know, you s- there was enough growing up stuff. Yeah, yeah. That could be, you know, and then of and course when we got to like 97, 98 when we're teenagers, that's when all the. That's when it was really real. The boobies started to come on the telly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Setting everyone uh, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh, actually, they set someone on fire in 1992, yeah. saying that, didn't they? But, but. Yeah. But do you know what I mean, though? So, like, and then when it got to like, when I became a, a like a, a young adult, um, you know, you had your. Eddie Guerrero's and Chris Benoit's, Dean Malenko's, and you know, just a you know, Kurt Angle, Edge, mm. Rey Mysterio. You know, that's where I was kind of like, you know, that athletic style of wrestling. Yeah. But know? that's also when you got into the business as well, isn't it? Right, right. I hate that expression. Got into the business. <laughs> uh, you got into wrestling, like, yeah, right around that when all that was 2002. I think you, yeah. I first met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But like, a, but around that time, you know, when all that athleticism and whatever. Yeah. You know, that's just real mm-hmm. style of wrestling. Got over, I guess, with the influence of the, the luchadors from WCW, I guess. And, well, obviously, you know, ECW, WCW, whatever. Um, and the so rise of the real of wrestling aficionados through yeah, the internet, like exactly. through forums and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I feel like wrestling's kind of grown up with me. Okay. Um, that's a good way of putting it. So that's why I can look back at, you know, 1992 affectionately yeah. but I can see how if someone of my age so say for example now if all of a sudden you know all of that stuff came back now yeah <coughs> yeah, you might be a little bit put off by it mm-hmm. right Yeah, but for me like as a child it was perfect and I look back at it with fond eyes but I can also look back at it rationally because I think a lot of wrestling fans now weren't necessarily fans in that day and just look back at it and go oh wrestling in 92 was so stupid yeah right but I can look back at it through the eyes of a child because that's where I was at that time. Yep. Um, and yeah, when Papa Shango um, set people on fire mm-hmm. and when that black goo was dripping down the Ultimate Warrior's face, I remember that promo. It was just like, he was cutting the promo and he didn't realise the goo was dripping down his face, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, uh, I think the only shame about that is it never really finished. No, Did right, you, like, it just disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah like Ultimate Warrior ended up fighting Matchman at some... Like, the, the, the programme... 
you'd think was going to be leading to a pay-per-view. But the business was different then. That like, I assume they wrestled each other at house, house shows. shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only way you'll see this is, yeah, you know, go to the Boston Garden or whatever. But it's a shame because like it could like I don't know like it, for me yeah that should be the SummerSlam match shouldn't it Warrior <laughs> and Papa Shango yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a match man should have wrestled Flair he, yeah, yeah obviously should have wrestled Flair like, yeah. yeah like because it's like Warrior and Flair with uh, sorry Warrior and Macho Man with Flair was at ringside yeah right? yeah whose um, side is Mr Perfect on yeah <laughs> yeah and um, yeah but that was I don't know like so. Yeah, but there was a lot of that stuff going on. So, like I reminded you earlier at the time when the Berserker nearly killed the Undertaker. And that was... I went to stab yeah. him with a sword. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't do that now. No. Could you? But yeah. I remember the, just the image of the, you know... The sword, so the in, sword the, in, in the, the ring, ring, in the yeah. canvas. Because mm-hmm. Undertaker sat up, didn't yeah. he? But again, well. that went nowhere. Yeah. It was also like a, it was a TV angle to promote house shows, I guess. Mm, maybe, yeah. yeah. I think well, a lot of them were. And also, um, when the Repo Man hung the Bulldog. Right. Like, tied a noose around his neck and <laughs> hung him from the top rope. Like, So, I remember that. Yeah. My memory of it is very different to yours. Because I was like, no, oh, that's rubbish. Right? Oh, no, that was No, but do you traumatic. know why? It was traumatic. But do you know what? I, I said traumatic, but it was oh, traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. What I couldn't get my head around, though, was why British Bulldog, my hero, yeah. was getting beaten up. He wasn't your hero. You told us last week Bret Hart was your hero. Yeah. I know, but we've also established that I was a, a glory <laughs> hunter. But like, you no, sport Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no good for football, but I knew that. I knew that gag would work. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so like I, I liked British Bulldog a lot, and I liked him over Bret Hart at SummerSlam '92. Until SummerSlam '92 <laughs> happened, then I felt like really bad. But then someone shared on Twitter an article which said about Bret Hart, like quote with quotes from Bret Hart, where he's like. I knew that people would feel lousy for supporting Bulldog over me. Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Well, that was in the paper soon after SummerSlam? Or was this in one the paper. Of his this was like a... I don't know. It was a, it was a picture from a book. Um, what, Brett's book? No, I don't know whose book it was. Right, give me them pack of drumsticks, because A, you're eating far more than you said you were going to eat. All right, I'll put them over here. Stop chewing. You can't hear it. You need to chill out. Have a day off. Um... Right. Let's have a look here. Um, so was this tweet at you? Was it someone said, "Oh, Andy, have a read of this. This might be what yeah, you're." So here we to. go. So, um, so br- this is a quote from Bret Hart. I felt I knew the Engli- English audience even better than Vince, and I told him I knew losing would make me. I knew when I'd lost, they'd end up feeling lousy for me, feel bad that I lost. Hart credits re- response with the unexpected promotion to WWF champion, taking the title from Ric Flair six, week le- six weeks later. More than 20 years on, Hart still looks back at the Wembley bout as a perfect example of his vision of professional wrestling. It wouldn't have worked the same way anywhere else. I often tell people uh, to watch that match back and not watch me and Davey, just watch the fans in set instead to see how passionate they are. It's beautiful to watch. They're focused on every single twist. Today's wrestlers can only fantasize experience in that. So he knew that that reaction of like, yeah. you know, I'd feel really bad mm-hmm. that he lost. Yeah, and you did. Cause of, and because of the way he carried himself afterwards as well. And I think that's a big thing as well, was so often people lose and are just sore losers, aren't they? And yeah. But he carried himself with respect and dignity and, and took it like a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. Took it great. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, you were, so we were briefly talking about the Reaper Man, though. So, so, yeah, so I was just like, how's British Bulldog getting beaten up by this loser? Right. 
Okay. Because you know on any given day of the week, if Repo Man had a match with British Bulldog, British Bulldog was winning. He didn't stand a chance, did he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 What was that? Uh, <laughs> can you remember was that thing where, like, you're going down to the... Oh, uh, what was it? What, the song? No, there was like a... There's like a thing... There was a, like a thing with a fan. Like, I can't remember what it was filmed. It said something like, you're going down to the British Bulldog whether you like it oh, or right. not. Oh, uh, right. The British, British Bulldog's going to win whether you, he <laughs> wants to or not. Yeah, That's so at the start of SummerSlam 92. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I th- I'm sure I mentioned it on here before that, that or on, or I've read on a forum or Twitter. And that there should be a campaign to find that kid. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's almost like wrestling uh, legend. You know, like, yeah. oh, you need to... Who is this kid, you know? Yeah. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's... I think it's a boy, but like part of the joke was like, oh, we wouldn't even really know where to start because yeah. he's, ju- he's a northern kid in London and with really long hair. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, or oh, the way I remember it anyway. I think he's wearing a big boss man baseball cap, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, m- who knows? Maybe he's listening to this podcast. And if you are, make yourself known. Please do. That would be we'll very interview fun. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have you down for a day. It would be funny because you'll probably be like, that's probably like yeah, the only time you went to a wrestling event ever. Yeah. You're no interest in wrestling at all. You're like <laughs> probably an accountant now. Yeah, right. They're like, can you say this for us, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so we've had the, the warrior under a voodoo spell. We've had um, Berserker nearly stabbing the Undertaker. British Bulldog hung. Um, and obviously, probably the, one of the most vivid memories is Boss Man. Right. You, you treated me bad, Boss Man. At Nails, who came out and beat the... Have you got it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that should be our motto now. Yeah. Um, yeah, nails. He, he bloody well did want to win. <laughs> yes, yeah. so, and he did. So, um, but nails. Yes, nails. My goodness, right? That traumatized me. Yeah, he beat the hell out of the big boss man. And mm-hmm. um, I swear, like again, people say nails was a bad character. Right, right. But oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like I've never seen anything. I'd like, I'd never seen any form of brutality like it. No, in all my life. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those real angles, which was a shock. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Uh, uncomfortable remember, to watch. I can remember, or oh, I think I can remember, the sound of the nightstick whacking Bossman on the shin. Do you know, in like some yeah. manner, do you know what I mean? It was all like this clicking. Do you know, like, just, it was, like it was real. Like. Kicking, him in the, yeah. kicking him in the derby. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, and I also remember WWF magazine after that just emphasised it further by putting the pictures. Yeah, black eyes. Black eyes, yeah. Bruised ribs. Yeah. Like, and had him with like ice packs on himself. It was like... How on earth can anyone come back from this beating? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, what is also what is WWF has a, uh, not reputation, not the right word, but people when people think of early 92, they think of silly characters and stuff. But it was actually, clearly from what we talk about, it's actually a very violent time. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and, who, and, and there was no, this, wasn't, this was before the days of cutaways to the crowd. You know, I was watching <laughs> yeah. this 9am sun- Saturday morning Big boss man get whacked by a by a truncheon. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like I could, like that was if I if I were to pinpoint any one wrestling moment that stuck with me and tra- actually traumatized me, it was that. Yeah, because that was a proper like that was a proper beat. Well, it was real, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was as real yeah. as you could get. I'd be interested to go back and watch that. Yeah, um, actually, I wish we'd kind of you know watch some of this back beforehand. But like, I think what I think is cool about this though is we're we're so everything we're saying, it was saying from memory. So, like for example, that big boss man thing. I've not watched that since 
I guess, 92. No, so so there's a there's a videotape that I own. And essentially, I think this whole episode is going to be the WWF Year in Review 1992. Which is a great videotape because it was yeah. four hours long. Right. Uh, yeah, it had some wicked matches on it. I think and we might have hey, mentioned it before. But. Do you know what else about... So, you know, so if you watch that, you'll see like... um. So is it Sean Mooney that hosts it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He puts the video. He puts the videotapes in. in. So I always used to try to replicate that. I had my stack of WWF tapes <laughs> that I'd had taped off a telly or yeah, whatever, yeah. and I'd kind of be like, "And now we're going to watch what you'd the say Rocket Owen Hart out loud." Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to watch the Rocket Owen Hart. I mean, I'd put the tape in. <laughs> play <laughs> <laughs> just sit and watch it sit and watch it yeah enjoy it yeah and then i'd be like stop and then i'll probably make something now wow that was a great match now we're gonna watch you know Whatever the debut of yokozuna mm. oh that was a good one too actually that was because i don't think he had any vignettes did he yokozuna he just i a, don't remember or, and i don't remember ever seeing any and i think i would remember because i just get so excited at you know razor ramon coming soon you know little trailers and i ne- i don't remember ever seeing any for yokozuna um, where he annihilated Virgil at the Survivor Series. Yeah, I don't remember that at no. all. And do you know what's a very underrated match? Survivor Series 1992, the head shrinkers against High Energy. Oh, is it really? Go back oh, and watch yeah, that match. You made yeah. me watch it once before recently, last did year. Who I did? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Oh, possibly. Yeah, very underrated opening match, certainly. Um, You're looking for Big Boss Man's nails attack, No, you? I was looking for... Because uh, we, we discussed this topic like... Ages ago, right? Yeah. And uh, what I was just looking for was to see if I'd listed anything on my phone um, in terms of angles. I'm sure um, there's loads. I can't even find the... Uh, well, you have one WCW angle that you want to talk about. No, don't I don't. <laughs> yes, there is. Come on, I've said it now. You have to say it now. Because actually, <laughs> I think, uh, all joking aside, I actually think it's quite... And without sounding patronising, it's actually really quite nice, for lack of a better term. Like... <laughs> Oh, I do have a couple more WWF ones as well. Okay, well, just go, um, just hit you with so, WWF. So the WCW angle one I had was Ron Simmons winning the WCW World Championship. Okay. And uh, and obviously, being a black male, mm-hmm. <laughs> a young black male. Um, but I, again, what I'd like to point out, though, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that it was a black man winning the, the championship that did it. It wasn't like... It must have been a subconscious thing more than anything. Okay. For me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I know they were like, the first African-American champion, you know. Right. Um, which was obviously a huge deal at the time. Mm-hmm. But like, for me, it was just a subconscious thing. I don't even think I realised why I loved him so much. Yeah. It's obviously because I could relate to him. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And like, I think if you watch that angle, if you watch that angle, if you watch that match, um, if you see when he hits that power slam on Big Van Vader, you see there's like a little young black boy who had been like me at the time, like jumping yeah, up yeah, and down. Yeah. And he runs, he starts like a few rows back mm-hmm. and he runs through right to the front and he's just jumping up and down. Okay. And like, uh, yeah. You've so, shown it to me before. So, yeah, yeah she'd definitely recommend anyone uh, he's hunting hard, he's, that out. He's opposite the um, hard cam, isn't he? So you can see him both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to find him and British Bulldog Boy. Okay, so here's a question, right? Is So your dad was black. Yes. So, do you, and I bring this up, uh, so my dad was from Leeds, and yeah. in 1992, British Bulldog was announced being from Leeds, which I think is part of the reason why I love the Bulldog, because he was from the same town as my dad, although in natural fact he wasn't from Leeds. But, but do you not think just British was enough? No, but like the fact he was Leeds, it was Leeds, like whoever spoke about Leeds, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and here's a, a little side point is... Do you think they announced him as being... This isn't my point at all, but this is a side point. 
Do you think they announced him as being from Leeds because of like dog leads? A dog lead? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> that, that only occurred to me fairly recently. I think that you're, that's. I think that's. Uh, See, I knew, you're going to say I'm thinking too much into it, but I think that might be a nice little play on words that no one gets. But apart from no, me. I do. I think that you are looking too much into it. I think that's a that's the fan who's watching a TV show who's finding meanings which aren't there. But why Leeds? You look. You look hard enough. You can find those meanings. Okay. All right. So my point is, I like. I was at a particular affinity to the bulldog because he's from Leeds. Yeah. Do you think you had a particular affinity to the Ron, Ron Simmons, Simmons winning the belt? Because he y- y- was almost like, oh, my dad's... I thought Ron Simmons was my dad. No, but like your dad was black and... Well, yeah, but that's what I, I said. I have a like serious conversation, no, but light-hearted, serious conversation. But I know, but that's what I said. Like, that's, I, I believe it was a subconscious thing. I don't believe I was naturally like, oh, I like this man because he's black. Okay. Right? But, yes, I do believe it was subconsciously because he was black. So, like, yeah. I, I feel that... Um, it, you didn't really see men of colour in those positions in those days. No. Like, do you know what I mean? That was uh, one of... I know, obviously, there's, like, history of wrestlers, and if you look at the history of wrestling, but in terms of mainstream wrestling, you never really saw people of colour. No. And I think that because of that, that's why I instantly gravitated towards Ron Simmons, because in my head, it was like, oh, he's like me. Yeah, yeah, You know? Okay. Um, I don't think of other black wrestlers in the 90s. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, but he he his day was really the eighties, yeah. wasn't it? Obviously, yeah. yeah. There was never, but there was never really any, you know, big, no, names. Like if you if you really think about it, yeah. yeah. Know, I'm tr- I'm literally trying to think of the Summer Sam card in my head and think. Apart from, well, I guess I liked Virgil. Okay, <laughs> my Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go back? Coco. To you? Uh, no. No. Coco okay. Beware. Yeah. Um. Kamala. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, but you see, Kamala for like so, Kamala was like a savage. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he he was presented as a dumb person, mm-hmm. whereas like Ron Simmons was presented as a um, an all American athlete, you know. Yeah. Um, and like a, 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 you know, an upstanding like a real citizen. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that you know, I yeah, and I do obviously, like I say, I do believe there was an element of 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 that. Um, yeah, being able to relate to him which is why I kind of got behind him so hard and I was so super excited that, that he won the championship. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, like I say, it was it was very much more subconscious than me being like, oh, I'm going to root for all the, right, the right, black right. wrestlers, you okay. know. So, yeah. i got a funny story about Kamala. Go on. Okay, so I'll name one person. Phil Powers was wrestling. Yeah. Okay. And his girlfriend at the time, I wasn't there. I never got involved in it. Honestly, I sincerely didn't. Big stoners. But not Phil, his girlfriend at the time. And he's on holiday camp. And the, his girlfriend at the time was a referee. She's not even a wrestler anymore, to be, to be safe. She's not even around. He rolls her onto... Sorry, Phil rolls his opponent over to pin him. And do you remember Kamala used to try and pin on when they're on the front? Yeah, yeah. And then the, re- the referee was so stoned. This, the opponent's on his front. Phil's rolling him over. She goes to count. And then he goes, I'm not bleeding Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> not bleeding Kamala. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I can say that story quite safely without incriminating her. But uh, I was even there, and I, I, every time I think, I know Phil, and I really like Phil, and you know, that's just him all over. I'm not bleeding Kamala. <laughs> I'm not bleeding Kamala. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, 
good. I like getting my memory jogged to stories <laughs> like that. So, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, any more? Any more? I, I, we've hit the Marty Janetti one coming back in the mirror. Um, well, my grandpa's like, what's yeah. his name, Marty Spaghetti? Oh, but do you know what I like the best about Marty Janetti when he came before he hit mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels? Was he, he was running on the spot. Do you remember? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like, 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 it up, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, running yeah. on the spot. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Classic. Uh, Undertaker rising... Res- oh, Royal Rumble. It's a little bit later, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's the early 90s. That was 94, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I didn't know whether we were just going to kind of cap it or not. We, we're well, not going to make this, this our, like, our best angles in 1992. This is 1992, the year in yeah. review, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, like, 1994, The Undertaker rising to the heavens. Okay. I had no problem with that. No. <laughs> Weird, no. Eh? Oh, right, I see what you're saying. No, neither did I. No, yeah. I, yeah, that didn't offend me. I was just and like, even more Undertaker versus Undertaker. Undertaker following that. Brilliant. I mean, like, I remember being bored by the match, but not knowing. So, I never, I was never worried about how good a match was. Yeah. Have we tu- I again, no. We're doing it so long, I'm not sure we touched upon this, but like, it never mattered. I never knew what a good match was. Yeah. I was, I was more interested in who won and who lost. Yeah. And who's winning, who's losing. And, yeah. You know, really like mercy, like watching it like I was watching a football game. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, Burnley are five nil down again. Come on, Burnley, score a goal. It was like, come on, Brett, get back up and fight back. You know, that's how I watch wrestling. Yeah. Um, so, so my point is, the people who said Untaker versus Untaker was like a terrible match. Like, yeah, I remember being specifically being like, oh, this isn't very exciting. You know what I mean? Like, see, I w- I see, I remember being like the first because to me it was all about that first. You know, are we going to see two? Un- like, because right. So you again through adult eyes, you can look back at it and say like, it clearly was a very the undertake the other undertaker wasn't the undertaker right yeah 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 but at the time he looked like the undertaker right yeah. and like is there going to be two of them is there really going to be two of them when they faced off of each other that was your moment mm-hmm. and then it's almost like once a bell rang like what do you do yeah you know and like i thought for the first few minutes it was kind of exciting and then it just kind of kept going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Undertaker with purple purple gloves was just like 3 inches taller than the yeah. grey gloved undertaker and yeah, but I thought it was good. I thought, but I, I, I my understanding, uh, having spoken to Vince, um, was that <laughs> that angle was going to go longer than that. Yeah, weren't they going to be match. a tag team or something? I don't and know. yeah, but or like another thing I heard or read uh, that the the initial idea or one of the ideas was a lightning bolt was going to hit the ring, and it was going to be like they the no, they'd like oh, merge into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd Which would have been interesting, wouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that made it worse. Uh-huh. I don't know. But one thing I do remember, and this was topic of conversation, I, when we said to Martin, I said, after SummerSlam 92, nobody liked wrestling. Yeah. So I can remember being watching Raw Rumble 93, and the following day at lunch, everyone was talking about Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. That was that was brutal. What, when he chloroformed The Undertaker? No, 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 that was at WrestleMania. Oh, just when he Just when he debuted, when he just walked down to the ring, and like, oh, I knew he was Royal Rumble going to, yeah. Up, right? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, yeah, he just annihilated the Undertaker. Well, I was like, how can he get? How can he eliminate the Undertaker when he's, when not, he's not even in the match? Participant yeah. in the match. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe Undertaker's got a claim <laughs> for that. But uh, yeah, that was that was big. You, I assume you saw that. Yeah. 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 Because uh, yeah, he it was amazing, isn't it? Like mm. how just a coat of paint just changes something. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and it's what's also amazing as well is how he was built up as such a threat. What I thought, like, th- this is probably what I find most fascinating. Because I guess in the early 90s, and this is just me freestyling, and this is me like, uh, like just making up my own narrative. So I'm not like saying this as if it's fact, right? But in the early 90s, you'd get a character come in as like a real big deal, 
right? So Giant Gonzalez was like this yeah. huge deal. Ludwig Borger. Ludwig, yeah, Ludwig Borger, like just untouchable. But then once they'd done their bit, so like once he'd done his bit with the Undertaker, Giant yeah. Gonzalez just became a jobber. Do you know? Like, well, no, he just disappeared. Dis- well, yeah. He kind of half he, turned, well, he turned baby, baby face. face, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he was ever on. I don't know, but I know he turned on Harvey Whippleman. I yeah, remember, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But then, like, but there'd be like a top guy, uh-huh. but then there'd be, be nothing. Right. You know? And like, but I think it's almost like, it's because they were almost still working within the territory system in terms of like, you bring a top guy into feud with The Undertaker, you bring a top guy to feud with Hogan, right? They do their little bit. Yep. And then they go to another territory. Mm-hmm. But because the territory system was dead, the guys would just hang around. Right. Do you know okay. what I mean? For a little bit longer. So yeah. yeah. So it almost seemed like these guys were just almost this unstoppable threat. And I mean, even like, in a way, you look at like the way Vader and Yokozuna were treated a little bit later on. Yeah, but jo- Vader was almost like, uh, sorry, Yokozuna was just a borderline knockoff, wasn't he, yeah. by the end? Yeah. 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 But it's crazy, isn't it? When yeah. you think like how someone could be, you know, how they could do such a good job of making someone seem so dominant. Yeah. And then by the end of it... Do you remember one thing that was never explained? Do you remember after SummerSlam 96, Shawn Michaels beat Vader, the following night on Raw, they were like, Yokozuna and Jim Cornette have reconciled. And all of a sudden oh, it was I like, remember that. you don't remember I mean, that? Uh, and it was like, Yokozuna like, like, so turned heel for so, like one day. So the early, <laughs> the early days of Raw, I never really uh, watched. Yeah. Because I obviously I never had Sky. And um, so like, I guess I was still watching Superstars or whatever, but I'd only watch... I guess in probably in 96, I wasn't watching Superstars at all. I was probably only watching... The pay-per-views. So right. I was probably only watching a few shows a year. Okay. Um, and your sticker album. And my sticker album. Yeah. But I'd also... But I'd probably watch more my VHS collection. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah More yeah. 92 the year in review, 93 the year in review. <laughs> so I'd probably be watching more of that than... Uh, yeah, I see. ...than modern day wrestling because I just had no access to it, um, you know, apart from what Ronda from a sweet shop or... And your magazines, uh, I guess. Oh, my magazines as well, yeah. 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 So I guess the imagination was a lot more... Mm-hmm prevalent in those days and you had your toys had my toys as well yeah. yeah I was still like utterly immersed in wrestling but I mean like just some of the you know all the pay-per-views I'll be able to tell you know King of the Rings you know the Royal Rumbles and whatever because that's we had those taped but um, you know the, the kind of storylines for the Raws I, w- I wouldn't really be able to tell you as much okay so but Wait, if anyone knows the answer I mean, not that there's a big answer a big explanation they were just like oh we'd need an opponent for Shawn Michaels to beat tonight let's stick Yokozuna in as a heel again yeah but then I think that was, and then he did a uh, Survivor Series '96 as a babyface, you know, a, f- a Survivor Series tag, and that was it. That was yeah. he, he was soon gone. But I don't know. I just wanted to know whose idea that was, why they decided let's stick them. But was there or a plan? No, or maybe like, was there a plan well, to were they gonna do, Or were they going to do Vader versus Shawn Michaels again rematch from the pay per view, and Shawn just didn't like Vader, so they were just like. Well, I think that was the idea, wasn't it? Wasn't Vader initially? Pending to remember. beat Sid. I know he was being. No, I know. Sid. Oh yeah, yeah. Sid beat Sid. Sean. That was initially yeah, yeah, going to be Vader. Vader. Yeah, yeah. And then Sean would win it back yeah. in. Well, Rumble. At the Rumble, yeah. 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 But Sid was brilliant in that match, wasn't it? That match with Sean Michaels out Big of this Sid. world. Yeah. yeah. No, remember? Oh yeah. But like he I was out of this world in th- in that match. Fantastic. <laughs> I think he might have even done a nip Fantastic. Up. He was. <laughs> Fantastic match yeah. of his life. Um. So, any more angles? I'm sure there's hundreds, but I don't know. We've just tried to have a fun trip down memory lane. What we remember right. as kids and what I uh, what I remember about it, what you remember about it. 
they've always stuck with us, didn't they? Yeah. And like, what's interesting as well, and I, I'm not knocking the current day product, but like, obviously, so we've looked at the, so, well, majority of those angles, 92, right? But what I'm wondering is, will there be any modern day angles that people talk about with the same fondness? With the sa- yeah. Like, so for example, you know, well, I can't even think of a. The when last, so people will, might say I'm absolutely wrong, but the last time I can remember them being a full story start to finish, almost in the same vein of a 90s to two, nine, yeah, 90s, yeah, the 90s story was when Brett came back and they did that four month run with Vince. They and did. The, I mean, the match obviously was a disaster, but. but I, and I think they messed it up as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Power Slam crash. saying something like they've turned the most real angle into something s- hokey. Yeah. But there was that arc every week, a progression every week as to yeah. where the story was. Because I remember like WrestleMania season, they used to do quite a good job of, of getting the storylines going. Yeah. You know, like, like someone Triple H turned up at Randy Orton's house. Yeah, and all that stuff from that. Yeah, yeah, vaguely, but not, but none of it's like memorable. Well, that's do you know what I mean? Like yeah, nothing, yeah. and it, it might be a, it just be a case of we've got too much product mm-hmm. at the moment, um, and as a result, it just nothing stands out because it's just so oversaturated. Whereas obviously in our day, you'd you'd see one of those angles, but not only would you see the angle, it'd then be repeated week after week after week, and like they'd show it on the news, the news center sections, and mm-hmm. you know they'd really nail the, that angle home. And like for example, that big boss man angle when nails kicked the snot out of him, that magazine came out. I don't know, uh, you know, obviously I don't have a mind of of the time scale, but I'm sure it was a large number of weeks after the actual angle that the magazine came out. It was probably months because the, the magazine weren't wasn't. Do you know what I mean? There was like month delays on months. Yeah. So, so like let's say that happened May or June. It definitely say on SummerSlam, uh, Wrestling Review 1992. And then they fought in the Nightstick match, which essentially ended the angle. They did one match, one baby match anyway. At Survivor Series in November. So it would have been in that period then, I'd assume. Yeah. So but it might have been, so that might have happened in May or June. You might not have seen those pictures till like October. Yeah, which is just crazy, yeah. right? But it just emphasises the importance of those angles more. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder. You if remembered it more. Yeah, and I wonder if there's ever a way that wrestling could. I know the well, the world's just changed so much, hasn't it? Yeah. But I wonder if there's any young wrestling fans who are like a young me and you who are watching wrestling now with the same passion. Oh, and do you remember that time Neville beat? You know, had a feud with Enzo Amore on Two O Five Live. <laughs> or yeah. You don't know. There might be. I don't know. But if we, we've yeah. got a whole juniors class we could ask. Yeah. But they're kind of all more, and despite the fact they're all like 10 to 14, they're sort of more into Bullet Club. <laughs> they anyway. are, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And like you'd think that is, you think, like like I say, the world is just a different place, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But like, and they might not even know what a Bullet Club is, but they all wear the Bullet Club t shirts. Yeah, don't there's they? one boy they all every too week sweet. wears the same one, and they all too yeah. sweet each other. And yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know, it's just. It's just a weird world we're living in. Yeah. And like I like I'd be just very interested to see what angles can kind of stick with people. And something that again, just bringing it back to the the Rev Pro TV show, um, you know, I'm kind of obviously very fond of that old style of wrestling and I've tried to put some of those old style angles in <laughs> the T V show, but new. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like you were obviously there at the tapings and you can probably You know I love that. Do you know like I said to you about I suggested a big angle to you, and you're like, nah. But I was like, that'd be sick. People would remember that. But I won't reveal it in case okay. you ever do it. But I can't remember. It was really good. 
It's a good way to kick off an angle, anyway. But I put I put a few good ones in there, though. I think. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. But I just wonder if you could ever get it back to a way where, you know, stuff just resonates and stays with people, mm-hmm. or if it's just we're just too far gone. There's too much product, and uh, yeah, you know, and the, and everything just moves so much quicker now. So. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan, when he was doing the rounds for the TNA show, he was always like, oh, it used to be you do an angle, three months later you do a, a match. Now it's you do an angle, and at the top of the hour you do the match. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, and that was, oh, that's, this is the last one that I'll talk about as well, is uh, which we, uh, we've already spoke about on the podcast, is the Hulk Hogan and Earthquake deal. Oh, yeah. You know, where Earthquake sat on mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Um, and uh, just what will always live with me is uh, the Hulkamania song. The orchestral, orchestral version, version. Yeah. and uh, and Hulk Hogan just says those words, you know. Um, oh no, like Vince says to Hulk Hogan, if this is your last match, well, you're getting confused, but yeah, he said right. that to him before WrestleMania 8 with Sid Justice when it was like, Oh, is this Hulk Hogan's retirement match? Oh, what did he, yeah, 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 because Hulk's wearing all black and the red yeah. bandana, and they're sat in there's a picture of Hulk and Andre in the background, yeah. and it's like oh, dark it's and as well, isn't it? Yeah, but um, thank you for Hulk and Mania, yeah, yeah. But the um, just the the vision of his locker, he had his cross, yeah, and his vest, <laughs> and like that could close out tonight, this week's show. That track, it can't because of uh, copyright laws. But well, everyone, Sean Mooney uses all the WWE tracks, and Bruce Pritchard does. I can't imagine they're calling up. Titan Towers saying, oh, do you mind if I play the Red Roosters theme? Um, I mean, it might be. I don't know, but it's not like it's an official WWE production, is it? No, that's right. Um, in fact, I think every podcast I listen to has some form of WWE theme in the background. Yeah, that's it. But let's save it because we want to do our plugs and whatnot. Okay, well, maybe we could just talk smoothly over it okay. as we draw to a close today's today's episode. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I hope it's been fun for you. Um, we're gonna. Uh, there's a, there's a topic I really really want to talk about, and Andy's too scared to talk about I'm it. Not too scared to talk about. Andy's it. too scared to talk about. So I'm gonna try and convince him, and he said, "But if we tell this story, we we have to tell everything." And I said, "No. There's some things we'll be safely leave out, but there's a very very good story, and I hope that I convince him by next week." So please. Please uh, download <laughs> this music. Put me off. <laughs> Why? It's lovely. Nearly <laughs> making me cry. Um, yeah. So follow me on Twitter. B o y s i m m o n z. Kind of soothing, isn't it? And Instagram. B o y s i m m o n z. One nine eight four. Nineteen eighty four. And uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at a quilden. A q u i l d a n. Um, and oh, this is the moment when he gets crushed, isn't it? Mm. And he's lying on the floor, looking up. And he reaches up for help, but all he sees is a big man jumping around him. I want to know where Brutus the Bar Beefcake was, or Tugboat was in all that. Oh, exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. He never had friends when he needed them, did he? Even <laughs> no, though he, he helped them out yeah. so much. Um, so, um, he's quite off-putting, isn't he? <laughs> no, I don't know whether this is funny or not, but do you remember when they brought Hulk Hogan back in 1993 for WrestleMania 9? Yeah. Brutus Beefcake kept talking about the man upstairs. No, I don't. Yeah, that was like a, he was like, oh, I've got Hulk Hogan, I've got the man upstairs. Oh, so he's saying he's got God on his He's side. got referring to God, but I always, whenever they talked about the man upstairs, I thought, they talk, I thought Hulk Hogan was upstairs. <laughs> 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 I thought they was, yeah. 
course, it just gets to you, doesn't it, this mm. song? Um, so, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Also, my boy on Instagram, Cowboy Q. Oh, I get it. Cowboy. Okay. Yeah, that like, sounds like cowboy, but it's yes. cowboy. Like C-A-L-B-O-Y-Q. Um, he would really appreciate the, the likes and follows and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I might even start trying to Instagram if my son gets more popular than me on Instagram. Oh, and you'd I get, be heartbroken. And I get jealous. Um, but he's a good-looking kid. He takes after his dad. So you can check that out on Instagram. And you can check us out on the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast each and every week. At all good places you can get podcasts. Like, rate, review, and we'll talk to you next week. That was a locker door closing.